Y'all know here at Black Girl Brunch, we are always trying to prioritize our health and wellness. And as Black people, we know health is wealth. From the makers of Gatorade, Propel is the only zero-calorie, zero-sugar fitness water among national enhanced water brands with enough electrolytes to replace what is lost in sweat. Y'all know we understand how crazy life can get. Propel is here to help keep you grounded. All Propel products are designed for people with busy, active lifestyles who want a water that is formulated for fitness and supports hydration with added benefits such as electrolytes, vitamins, and antioxidants. Check out Propel Immune Support, the newest fitness water that helps support a healthy immune system with 100% of the recommended daily value of vitamin C per bottle and an excellent source of zinc and electrolytes. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman, and I'm Sabria. And what an amazing show we have today! Wow, yes. wow, it's just so many reasons to celebrate. For one, happy pride. Yes, happy Pride to all our gay gays. Yes, <laughs> like, but no, for real, we would not be like our show would not be where it was. It's, it is if it wasn't for the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, so we are forever supporters, and you know we always speaking up. So like, thank you everybody so so much for the support. Thank you so much for the support. And I feel proud to know that like without that ever being like a very like super deliberate or intentional, like, you know, thing that we've done, we've just been able to build this community and make people feel safe. Like that's just honestly the best feeling in the world to know that people feel safe and comfortable and know that they have a place to be themselves. Like be your fucking self. Okay. Be yourself. Um, So happy pride. We love you all dearly. And also, Happy birthday to Black Girl Brunch. Yes. Today, June 7th, the day that we're recording, is our, <coughs> excuse me, is our fifth birthday. Can you believe it? Like, we've been around for five years. That is a milestone. This uh, is a I, milestone. Man. Yes, it's... I can't believe it. And thank you for, again, everybody for supporting us. For There's some people that's been here since the beginning. Like, I can't yeah. believe it. Or there's some people who jumped in, like, you know, later. And they caught up on all the episodes. And, like, we've been in here for five years um we got our 200th episode coming up soon like it's just a a lot of milestones here and we're only you know getting better with age so it's just like thank y'all this is just the beginning um we are so i i just i don't know i feel like i was saying earlier it feel like some days we've been around for like 10 years and some days i feel like it's been two years but in the five years like so much has happened like we Mm -hmm. have weathered a lot of storms we have you know had to really prove to ourselves that we can do it like we don't need a boss we are the bosses and that is i think what i'm most proud of and most I, i feel so thankful like literally every day to have people who like have listened and supported and care and to know that like my voice means something to somebody, especially during this p- pandemic when people mm-hmm. felt so isolated, especially to 
people who don't always fit in with other folks, like Mm -hmm. that just means something that means so much. And I'm just like, so thankful. And, you know, we did mention that we have like a really big surprise and I'm so excited to announce. So we are launching a Patreon. So we are launching a space for the people who just are like for those mega brunchers. So like, we want some more, (laughs) we want some more. We got some really fun tiers. Um, You can check it out on social media or just find us on Patreon, Black Girl Brunch. Like we're so excited. We have one tier that's called getting our business. So you can get our business real quick. We have another <laughs> tier where we we will do a watch party and it's going to be great because we know we mentioned things like America's Next Time Model, Rewatch or Game of Thrones. We mentioned all these things, but mm-hmm. we're going to find a way for to watch together. And then on the other end, uh, we also are going to be doing some like brunches with folks. Like y'all want to eat with us and talk with us via Zoom. Like that's, that's what's happening next. So that's what's going on in the Patreon. And we want to hear from you all about some things that you want to do, some exclusive content and ways that we can continue to engage you. Because as we grow the relationship, like it's weird. Like I've known some of y'all since y'all started college. Now you're about to graduate. Yeah, like that's, that's what's happened with Black Girl Brunch. So we want to build this community and this space for people that just, you know, really, really fuck with us. Mm-hmm. and like thank y'all for allowing us to like experiment like we are always like we're still trying to figure out things that work for us what we don't work for us um things that we don't like things that we do like and like just thank y'all for suggestions and just being along with this crazy ride what a crazy ride what a crazy ride but i um i'm so happy our fave for this week is of course birthday related um it's our four favorite birthdays like what are our what were our four favorite birthdays looking back we've had almost 30 so far so what were the faves so for me um one of my favorite birthdays was when i was seven um, I had a Barbie theme uh, birthday party. Um, oh. I had a Barbie cake, Barbie balloons, like Barbie table set. And I just loved it because um, <laughs> I didn't really have birthday parties before that. Like, I mean, excuse me, I did, but it was like more, it was only like my cousins. Like I didn't mm-hmm. have like my, like outside friends. And that was like my first birthday um, party where it was like, friends and my family um so yeah I was so excited um but then I realized that I I don't have I don't know where the picture is but it was a picture that I think my dad took of me where I just looked very overwhelmed um (laughs) because it was just so many people like I was having fun but that's when I realized I'm because again if you somebody that was raised with just your cousins like is when you get other friends outside of that, you get a little like I feel like you can be a little bit weird. Um, it's hard to manage those dynamics too. Yeah, exactly. And cousins, exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I ended up having a great time and I loved it again because it was everything was Barbie themed and I had a jean dress. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love that jean dress so much. <laughs> It was a like denim. You, was, you couldn't have been born in the nineties if you if you ain't escaped without a denim dress. <laughs> yes, I had a denim dress, and I think it was from Gap, like Gap Kids. Like I was so happy to be in it. I love. I used to wear that dress down to the ground, but um, <laughs> I loved it. Um, 
another one is my 21st birthday. I like sometimes I like think like, oh, like my life's so boring or whatever, blah, blah. But I literally celebrated my 21st birthday in New York City. Like that is so like I've lived in New York like by myself and I celebrated being 21 in New York where like partying and like clubbing and stuff like that was at the height. Like I turned 21 during the one of the best times like that before you could turn 21 took over. yes before social media took over and it was this club called like recipes Westgate, and Westgate was like the place to be and i first of all i didn't have to pay i didn't have to wait in line because my friend was cool with the um door person and um i went in there and when i tell y'all I had, I had these, like, I don't know if y'all remember, but, like, I had these platform, like, Timberland boots. They wasn't actual Timberlands, but they was platform. And those was my favorite shoes. Those was, like, one of the, like, that was, um, they were platform shoes that I bought with my own money, um, from a job I had. So, I was so excited to have those because I bought them with my own money. Um, and I had those on, and I had some dress that, um, because I was like working out a lot during that time and it was a dress that I wore in high school but I finally was able to fit in it so I wore that dress and my um my Timberland boots to the club and like I didn't expect to be on the floor dancing like that so I wouldn't have wore that dress if I knew what I was going to be doing but when I tell y'all I still have the boots um they are so dirty. Like, I can't even, like, I don't even know if I can repair them because I was literally doing, like, splits on the ground. I was just, like, or I was literally on, like, hands on the knees. Like, I was going crazy in that club. And, like, then I became cool with the DJ. We still cool now, like, do social media. And I heard one of my favorite Dipset songs. And I went crazy because, like, this is a gay club. It's called Westgate. I did not expect to hear a Dipset song. <laughs> um, so it was just like I had so much fun. My knees was all brute. I was, I lost it. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I, I wasn't there. I wish I was there, but I wasn't twenty one when you turned twenty one. Oh yeah, you waited. That was the worst summer ever. That was so bad. That was the worst summer ever. And it was bad too because I always went to school. I went back to school early. Um, because mm-hmm. I was an orientation leader. So got out of school at June in June and then July, we me and you both always worked and then you turn twenty one beginning of August. And when you turned twenty one, I was going back to school. No, you was there. Oh yeah, but oh, we didn't get a we, we was yeah. there between we didn't get enough time to hang out. Yeah, hang because out. I went back yeah. to school like the next week or two. Mm. So yeah, it was just like we just had I'm like, oh Yvonne turned twenty one, we just got a week to party. Yeah. So yeah, that and was did, a rough stuff. We just got milkshakes like we typically <laughs> did. It'd be no partying happening. We really don't be getting drunk together. That's wild. Yeah, we really don't. But I feel like cause one like I feel like also I know how you are when you drink, so I was like, I gotta keep an eye mm-hmm. on her. So it's I'm one like, or I'm the not... other. It's one or yeah. the other, and it's usually me that's drunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I have to keep an eye on Ema. There's no way I'm it's letting shame. my guard it's down. And it's fine. I don't care. But um, yeah, that was rough. I'm glad that's over. Um my 22nd birthday, um, another, ber- that was my like last birthday that I, no, I mean, cause I no, that don't count because I do go back and forth traveling to New York. Um, when I, um, yeah, when I turned 22, that was my senior year of college. Um, and again, with a denim, I had a Canadian tuxedo I had on, I found these mom jeans from 
uh oh my god what the heck is it called goodwill i found um these mom jeans that i always wanted from the goodwill um they was like acid wash mom jeans and then i had like this uh denim like jacket that i took from my mom that i really like denim is the theme and it fit like oversized on me um and i had my hair braided i had my mew mew glasses that i wore and like i just loved it i mean i had to go to class on that birthday which was like annoying but i just loved it because i loved how i looked and like i felt like so comfortable with myself again that's when i like first started working out so like I um was working hard and I'm like oh like I just I feel good I look good like I love that um for that birthday my last one so now this is a tie because talking I just realized um uh something so I'm gonna say what I have written here and then I'm gonna say like the one that is another good one so my recent birthday is my 30th birthday um because I didn't have no plan like I really all I wanted to do was go out to eat like I didn't think anything spectacular was happening because again like I was still looking for jobs and stuff like that and I'm just like oh like whatever like this is just going to be a book like I didn't expect to even like get my nails done or nothing like that when I tell y'all my friends came through like Period. like savvy on my nails they had did my like birthday nails and they was like some of my favorite nails like and I just noticed a pattern savvy you always do my nails pink for my birthday <laughs> and I don't mind that because y'all know pink is one of my favorite colors but those was one of my favorite nails like I thought I was just going to get a french manicure I was like yeah just give me a french manicure like whatever no she freestyled did it create like whatever then Iman came through with the cake with the breakfast with the brunch with the dinner I was like okay bitch like I had so much fun on your birthday (laughs) I got my life on your birthday Your birthday was fun as shit this year. <laughs> That's so crazy. Like, Iman really, she's like, I'm going to make a do with a do, baby. <laughs> Not Ray Charles. That's that she was. I thought, okay, bitch. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Like, you know, because at first, like, I'm thinking, like, all oh, this pressure, like, it's a milestone birthday, 30, like, oh, like, I didn't get to go, like, you know, on the beach and take a picture. But I'm like, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen. Doesn't mean you can't still have a good time. And I ended up having such a great time. Everybody that I wanted to be there, I mean, with the exception of, you know, people who don't live in Philly, but, like, everybody that I wanted to be there was there. Like, it just, I had a good time um, for my birthday. Also, the tie that I wanted to say was... I forgot again, me, New York, y'all know, honorary New Yorker, like, <laughs> but, um, when me and Iman went to New York for my birthday weekend, um, and we saw Flatbush Zombies and we went to the Whitney, oh my God, um, that was fun, again, that, I had, that was so that, fun, that was so fun, that was oh really, really, yeah, I, I forgot, I forgot that was my, my birthday, yeah, that was my birthday, um, weekend, we had a blast. Yo, we kept saying vacation to hell, April, because that was the name of Flatbush Zombies. Out that was that was really freaking fun, and we went to Champs and the milkshake. Oh, Lord. yes, and that's I think yeah, that was the time we learned that we need to share food, right? No, not no, yeah, that from yeah. that yeah, that was the time from that point forward. We we share food, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. because we our dumbasses ended up getting the same thing, and we both was full. 
Yeah. And um, we like we both could experience two different meals and that changed everything. Exactly. It was a rule. It was like a declaration. Because we forward. did it because we oh, we shared before, but we was like, oh, like we didn't make it mandatory, but now when we go out, it's like it's a mandatory. mandatory. The thing is, <laughs> I I was I was like really scared and traumatized from possessive friends to even offer. Like in the past, <laughs> there's some friends who don't like to share. So yeah. I just was like, I ain't gonna like to share. But then when you said it, I'm like, bitch, I've been wanting to share for years. And also <laughs> Like, um, Lacey, we do the same thing. Me and Lacey yeah. share meals because that's how you maximize eating everything when you share with people. Like, I don't... Exactly. I'm really throwing shade at Jarrell and Sean because they don't like to share. I don't ask for one <laughs> french fry with them. They act, <laughs> They turn into maniacs when it comes to food. Like... Wow. <laughs> it's just like, can I have one Brussels sprout? Please? And I will say, from, I will say from growing up, because, you know, everybody knows Jarrell's my cousin. When we was younger and we used to go out, like everybody, like, because it's all boys. So everybody used to always have their own thing. Like mm-hmm. everybody had their own appetizer, their own dinner. Like every, like every time I went out with them, it was always like that. Yeah, and I can tell kids. by his face, he like, I love you, but no. <laughs> Some things have got to remain for myself. Me, I like, I love, it's funny because I'm the only child, but I love sharing food. Like, I love, like, I always, like, meet, like, for instance, I get these things from, like, the Indian restaurant. It's like an onion bali, something, I, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But I, every time I get them, I always ask my mom, does she want some? I like, like I always... I yeah, just like to taste the food. I don't really yeah. like to eat too much of one thing. Like I just that's why I love like tapas and stuff like that because Same. I just want to taste a bunch of different things. Um, but shout out to us realizing that and moving forward and sharing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all right, those are your four. Mm-hmm. It's it's my turn. All right. Yeah. So when I was five, oh my god, I remember this like it was yesterday. I got up. It was me and my little cousin Janae. My mom and my dad took us to Friendlies, and I used to love Friendlies. I, I love Friendlies until they closed down. Yes, I remember. You remind me of Friendlies. I was like, I ain't never meet nobody to go to Friendlies this much because to me it was like a privilege. Like in my, I don't know why my family treated Friendlies like we can't go there. We go there like once every two years. I don't know why they treated it, but when I met you, I was like, oh, they some ballers because they go to Friendlies. <laughs> That's what I really thought. My mom loved. My mom. Loved friendlies my dad loved friendlies if it was a bunch of family in town we would get the big we would go to the room in the back and friendlies like my family love friendlies so if it's your <laughs> birthday you're gonna go to friendlies before the party so it's like we went to friendlies and i was asking my mom for a cake you know friendlies we had an ice cream cake and my mom yes. said no i got you the cake i want to get you <laughs> Because that's how black moms are. It's like uh, their kids' party is an extension of their party. So it's so like the, the kid don't actually get what they want. It's like <laughs> the most you get is to pick the theme, the character, the color scheme. That's it. So we went to Friendly's, me and my mom, Janae, my dad, and then... For some reason, they stopped by. You know where those horses are when you ride on Henry Avenue on your way to Friendly's? It's like it's horses on Henry Avenue, and they're part of like the agriculture school. Yes, my parents yes, uh-huh. stopped there and let me look at the horses. And horses were my favorite animals during that time. So they let me look at it. So it just was like a dream come true for me because I got to look at horses. And then we went home and I had a party with all my cousins. And what I remember the most, so it's like so many pictures from this party. Like, so many pictures. All my cousins were there. Everybody was coming in and out. But what I love the most is that as the night winded down, we was watching movies. And I was like, 
can we usually I pick a movie and my cousins will say no but I pick Little Bear and everybody watched it so the night ended with Little Bear it was like a very wholesome night that I just remember and I always see pictures and like I always any year I was my dad would we would do the sign so if I was five we would put the five sign up and I had pictures like and the whole picture I got my hand up for five and I just remember it being so happy that day um next is when I turned uh 21 oh my gosh like that was the first time I felt like a woman you know like when I turned 21 years old it was actually right after like Beyonce dropped self-titled and just think of the, I, I remember the song grown woman was like my theme like I could do whatever I want I'm a grown that's the birthday woman do you had the American Apparel dress, right? That's the black one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I stepped out. Because I was always look cute for my birthday. But that was the time where I'm like, I had a, like, I, I just felt like a grown woman. I had red nails. I had a red lip. I had a, a cap in. Like, we was just running around all day to prepare for that night. Then the night was just so wild. Like, first we went to a bar that wasn't popping. Then we went to Mad Max to have some margaritas. Then we went to copas which we had no clue a karaoke night was going on yeah and we, we had, had a ball. So this guy sang tenderoni to me like i couldn't <laughs> believe that that was amazing and then i met up with the, then we went to a party with a friend who who lived in upin we walked in the house and it was this drunk girl there by herself and we ended up feeling like we had to babysit her because it was nobody around and it was like white men around and we said hmm, we don't trust it and then we made her perform for us because we was watching it we literally was just like you drunk and you acting crazy moms will make us laugh so that was wild um and then we ended up going i ended up like meeting i used to date like multiple upenn security guards <laughs> who were like on bikes so i was just like met yeah. up with him it was just a wild night then the next weekend <laughs> This is crazy. We went to Copa's and like I got I was drinking and I was oh I'm too drunk. We went to Woody's, which is like a gay bar in Philly. And then I don't this was terrible judgment, but my cousin, God bless him, he was healing from getting a brain tumor removed. And for some reason I said, I'm too drunk. Let's let him drive. His balance was off still from the surgery, and he was about to clip everybody uh rear view mirror. I said, you know what? All of a sudden, I'm sober, but well, thank you. I appreciate it. Give me the clip. Hand me I the know. I know. And you got out as soon as, like, in the middle of the road. Why would I trust my cousin who just went through brain surgery to drive us home? That's a 21-year-old type stuff. Dumb shit. I saw how his balance was off. I'm like, oh, we, I'm, whatever little alcohol I got in my system, we good. I party so much on on Thursday and Friday. Saturday, I had to tap out. I couldn't even do nothing. So yeah, that was that a fantastic was... birthday. Um, next is twenty five. Oh my god, that party was everything you could hope for. It was a fight. It was uh... <laughs> everything you could hope for. It was everything you could hope for. We was fighting. We was drinking everybody was there we had tents i had i was so prepared i had tables i had chairs there was drama there was excitement um and i remember like that was a big party for me because like it was the last party my you know i always talk about my uncle went that was the last party he was at and i always remember I, my uncle was sick and i was like i don't want him he always barbecue but this year i don't want him to barbecue and i said to myself like yeah i want him to just come and enjoy himself but he oh he was pissed he came 
came and was like, oh, you know, a lot of this would have been settled if I was on the grill. And I was like, well, I didn't want you to be on the grill because I thought you you wasn't in the spirit. And he was like, I was really looking forward to that. And I was like, well, Uncle, I'm sorry. You know, you could get on the grill now if you want. He's like, I'll be right back. And he went to the market and he got all this stuff. He came back. He had his chef went uh, <laughs> apron on. He had his hat on. And I just never forget, like, oh, my God, the people in my family love this. Like, they love throwing parties. They love taking care of me. They love being on the grill. Like, they love the preparation for it. And it just was like, I'm, I felt fortunate to have so many people who wanted to contribute to my party. Like, here I was thinking I was a burden to him. And that was what he was looking forward to doing the most. So that really was amazing. My friend Larry, friend of the show was the DJ. He was only supposed to DJ for four hours. Every time he tried to pack up, people in my family was giving him money. He charged, what, that at that time, the price probably then went up, but he was charging $50 an hour to, to, to um, do it. So I was like, all right, four hours makes sense. He was doing such a great job. People kept giving him 50, 50, 50, 50. So he ended up, he was just like, yo, that was one of the best parties I ever DJed. Like, yo, it was it was just crazy. Like, and as the fight was ending, Larry played Nuck If You Buck. Like, again, it was <laughs> a lot of great moments like one for the fucking books all my friends made it like yes. it was amazing um then damn we spent a lot of time here but you know whatever it's fine uh, it's my birthday it's my birthday um and for 29 i would say my last birthday was such a great birthday because like i i, I usually end up having parties i'm not gonna lie like i'm a party person like i've had a lot of birthday parties growing up and i think that sometimes my birthday party just kind of is expected. It's like the place that people expect to come together, have a good time. And for the first time, I thought that I wasn't going to be able to do that. Like, I feel like enough time has passed where I can mention it. But I got, I was at a job for two months. I got another job offer. And then that last job just laid me out like high and dry like they was just like oh since you've only been with us for two two months and you got a new job like you're you're done today and I wasn't in a space to be done and then my current my apartment that I was at it was like pretty much in terrible conditions because a slumlord bought it and there was just like so many types of infestations happened like everything was crumbling I was trying to move and then I lost my job and then it was my birthday and I literally was like y'all it ain't going to be nothing. Let's just go out to dinner and it's fine because like everything's going, everything's crumbling and like shout out to Jameer, shout out to Kiki and Sabria. Like they was looking for an Airbnb for me. They were like, we're going to do an Airbnb. Like, and Sabria's like, I'm going to pay for it. Like, fuck that. We're going to do something. And I didn't even feel comfortable accepting it. And then Jameer was like, we don't need to do Airbnb. Like bring the party to my place. And then Kiki and Sabria got all the food, the cupcakes, the candles. Like it was the first time where I was just like, oh, I don't have to draw the boat all the time and that was the gift Period. like that was the gift knowing that like oh if I ever stumble in a hard time like I have people who care enough about me to make sure that I bring my last year of my 20s in with a bang and what a beautiful party I had like I had such a great time it was, it was so no fun. it was no pressure I felt beautiful and then the next day we met up at a place and next thing you know my cousins was there and I'm like all right like you know let's take the bill let's pay for it and my cousins was just like his handle and I'm like what the fuck Am I like Princess Diana or something? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, Everybody again, <laughs> I had fun. Like, how you had fun on birthday? I had fun. I was in love. I was. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Sabrina started like dating somebody during my birthday. I was like, what? <laughs> I just was so happy. Like, I just was, everybody was beautiful. It was, people was doing splits. People was twerking. People was throwing darts. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I 
really like. That's the thing. I don't. It was a often, movie. <laughs> but when I party, I like to get the fuck ratchet. Understand? Like I like to get wild, crazy ratchet. That's why I'm like I like to party like uh, like the Uncle Luke era. Of, <laughs> that's how I like to party, and I just had such a good time. It was so fun. <laughs> that was so fun. So, yeah, shout out to my shout out to my fucking team. I will say that, and not just the people who like pay for the part the people who came and gave contributed to such a good vibe like i felt i feel so lucky and honestly i just want like that's why i'm not even worried about 30 i'm like you i'm not putting no pressure no high expectations i just want to look beautiful that's my only thing and if if, if i can help it that's gonna happen exactly um, so uh yeah that's that's it that's it for um phase four what if this was a fun phase four let us know your favorite birthday. Send yes, us, please let us know. Send it to the emails and the socials. Um, so let's get into this toast for us, sis. So this week we want to toast to Santana for the Teen Vogue cover and his new single. I'm very proud of Santana. Like, I don't think that people mm-hmm. understand how many boundaries, like, he he's, like, how many things, how many stereotypes he's breaking. Like, it's just amazing exactly. that he's... Like he's dark skin, he's femme, he's not skinny, like, and he just is like being himself, like confident, just, happy, funny. He's yes. so funny, and that's the thing. I feel like I think that City Girls and Santana are a great example of how when you just yourself, you actually speak to people who are like you, who don't have no representation. Please don't be like nobody else. Like be yourself because you give us so much life. Like I think about every time somebody say like Material Girl, like it's white girls on TikTok saying Material Girl. That is Santana. Like the whole Material Girl like aesthetic and and just that's all created by Santana yeah and it's crazy because Madonna has a song called Material Girl but like the younger generation they don't even associate Material Girl with that it's him and the fact that he was able to knock a you know a, a older white woman out of the box with that it's just like wow that's Cause- amazing because big material girl has always been a thing, but what Santana was talking—it's just different. Like that's just high luxury. Like it's, it's every, it's it's careless luxury. Like you're mm-hmm. just such a material girl that you don't care about anything other than like your luxury and. I think that he tapped on something that we all like, we all kind of low key want to live and high key for me, like mm-hmm. that life where you just like a material girl, like who gives a shit about everything else. And the body positivity is also something that I really love. Never forget Santana also got shot too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like never forget that. So a, mm-hmm. we love a survivor. And he, I know in that article, Santana was mentioning that like, you haven't even seen the beginning. Like he going for a superstar status and yes. I know he can do it. Like mm-hmm. I know he can. Yes. So shout out to Santana. We love you dearly. Let us know when you want to come up like girl brunch. Period. Um, like I love you so much. King. Okay. Yes. Per. Um, so tea time. All right. We, something's going to have to get the chop. What's it going to be? I think that, uh, I think we could just talk about everything quickly. Don't you? Yeah, I feel like we could just talk about it quickly here. Because honestly, I'm most excited about common senses. Me too. All right. So, all right. Let's get into Mariah Carey. So, according to uh, Nick Cannon, Mariah Carey doesn't step 
And when Mariah Carey steps out the house, it costs her between 150K and 200K just to walk out the house. Speaking of material, girl. Speaking of material, the original. (laughs) Yes. I feel like she really like introduced Diva in a way where it was just like, it's more than just being about like, you know, with your nose in the air. It's about being, it's about being very expensive. Mm -hmm. And he just talked about how like, all of her like jewelry and her hair and her gowns, it just costs so much. And he was saying that like, uh, she like, she stayed at a hotel. No, I'm sorry. Vanity Fair was saying while she was on a tour, she stayed at luxury hotels with a price tag of 15 K a night. She gifts, she was gifted a boat from her billionaire, James Packer, her ex fiance with whom she split in 2016. And the boat costs about 340 K a week to upkeep. Um, and he was mentioning how like being with Mariah Carey is what, what pushed him to level up because like we say a lot about Nick Cannon. We do. We, he, nobody talks more shit than us about Nick Cannon and how he fathers children. But what I will say is that he knows how to get to a motherfucking bag. He mm-hmm. does. He does. And he was saying that Mariah Carey was the reason behind that because he didn't just want to be no boy toy. He was like, if I'm with her and I'm going to keep up, I got to keep up. And he went to financial advisors and he did definitely, he made, he made the switch from like love don't cost a thing to host of America's got talent. Like that's like big, 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 big big stepper big you know yeah. but um i just really am happy that mariah carey lives that life because again after reading her book she talked about how like her shoes had holes in them when she was working as a waitress in high school and how she didn't have enough to eat and how she was dirty and how her family didn't watch her so i think that that just gives me hope personally <laughs> same because definitely my shoes got holes in them and i feel dirty no your shoes don't got holes in them <laughs> Why you lie just, like that? Just about. You, bitch, you were just talking about your Mew Mew glasses. Now you got holes in your shoes. Yeah. Mentally. Mentally. There's holes in my shoes. But I feel like let's talk about that because sometimes I think people think I'll be having money just because I'll have like time for glasses on. But it's like, it's it's both. <laughs> it is both. And also both. like, also like insurance be covering stuff. Like. And also mm-hmm. buying one expensive thing is different from like, cause all right, back in when I worked at a school, there would be kids that would come to school in Yeezys and mm-hmm. then they wouldn't have things like their electric on at home. And people would be like, well, why are you buying Yeezys if you don't have X, Y, Z? And it's because sometimes in order to be safe and in order to fit in, in the world and to get any expect expense of respect, mm-hmm. you have to choose your appearance over like things that are like quote unquote necessities. And I know that yeah. ain't gonna make sense to everybody, but it, it should because it happens all the time. Yep. People choose to get an iPhone sometimes over things that are like, uh, more important because it's like, what's going to give me a chance in the world versus mm-hmm. if you come out in the world, like I was listening to this one podcast about like um, money and this woman was saying that her not having nice teeth, like her having teeth that weren't the, in the best shape affected how she was able to get jobs. That's the truth. Yes. It's like these days in order to even make it, you got to look, you got to give the appearance that you have money in order to even make money. Most yes, times. It's true. Because just like people judge you on your intelligence, they judge you on your charm. And, like, charm is mostly related to appearance. So, mm-hmm. just been thinking about that for a long time because I think people love to make it like folks ain't really poor or they're not really struggling just because of the things they have. 
which is not true. Also, like, paying $250 for a pair of Yeezys is still not going to help. Like, keeping that $250 is still not going to help you pay, like, your electric, like. Consistently. Yeah, consistently. Also, sometimes people be stealing. And sometimes stuff be fake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes somebody else steal it and then somebody else buy it off of them for the low. Exactly. It's always it's a lot of ways to get shit. It's a lot of ways to get shit. Um, so you can't use that as the you know benchmark for who has money, who don't have money. A lot of people are in different spaces. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get into this Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan breakup. (laughs) I was very happy for them to be together simply because I wanted Lori Harvey to like be. I like when women leave future and get with like men that are like (laughs) good. (laughs) Yeah. Like I feel like he's a good guy. Like I feel like, did I believe that they were really in a relationship? No, no, but I feel like he is like, I don't get the ick from him. Like, I feel like he's definitely, uh, like, I feel like he definitely would be like a good partner. And I feel Um, like he works hard and he keeps his name out of the drama for, for the most part. Like, I feel like honestly, this is the most drama he's been in because he's been in a public relationship, but like, I feel like he's a really phenomenal actor. A lot of people have been disagreeing recently, but I think he's been a great actor for a very long time. And his, like, he's reached a point in his career that's very, very promising. Um, Mm -hmm. so apparently, uh, Michael be Jordan and Lori Harvey broke up. These rumors came. They started when she completely erased all the pictures of them uh, from her from her Instagram. You know, they've been dating for a year and all of a sudden everything's gone. And then it was confirmed on the Steve Harvey show when he said Michael and Lori are both completely no, he said, um, I've heard about it and you know, I wish them well. I'm team Lori 1000%. It's hard to be young and in the limelight and have a successful relationship. Um, I just feel like I wonder what the limelight had to do with their relationship, to be honest, because I feel like they were pretty secretive besides whatever they decided to give us, like photo ops and stuff. Yeah, I agree. And also, like, what? Never mind. But, um... (laughs) No, say it. Say it, Saria. I'm like, what? Like, what does she do? Like, I know there's things that people are, oh, she does this. Oh, she does this. But I'm just like, like, let's be honest here. Um, I think it's okay to be... Be I think it's okay to be famous for being beautiful. I do. Yeah, she's definitely and that's what definitely. she is. That's mm-hmm. what she's famous for being beautiful. And some people just have that thing that makes you interested in them. And it's for her, it's her beauty, it's her body. Like I ain't gonna lie, when she said she was doing Pilates, guess who started doing Pilates moves? Me. So I'm like, that's influence. So I think that if Kim Kardashian could do it, why not Lori Harvey, right? Like some women are just famous for being beautiful socialites and they get invited to things. And it's been like that since the beginning of time, like where yeah. some people just got picked for being beautiful. So I'm okay with that, but I never really believed that the two of them made a great couple. And I don't like to start that. I don't like to make it like, ah, uh, like, she was like, she's a pretty girl and he's so thoughtful because then it makes it like, like, you know, she can't be thoughtful. But I always felt like he was like in a like more Oscar type of category. And she was more in a like socialite category, which are different categories. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely um agree with that. Also, like I didn't know like the age, like how um I didn't know they was ten years apart. Also, like them shady ass articles saying the thirty five year old, like oh, yeah. why y'all had to do that to him? She's twenty five, he thirty five, and it was rumors that he was ready to get serious and she wasn't ready to commit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is, it's just funny to me because I think about her face, like how I was like she lose look at her, you just like she don't care. who's next is my question who is next because somebody was i think they were like future diddy plus justin plus trey songs like she's plus michael b jordan like she she doing well like i wonder who's (laughs) next for her i'm predict like i'm predicting that she goes like baller for real i think oh yeah yeah. i think that's where she might tiptoe next to because she had a rapper and an actor she had rappers, Ooh. actors, rappers, entrepreneurs. Actors. Okay, and so, so it yeah. makes sense to go into the sports realm, you know? That's true, Iman. Yeah, because yeah. I really think it's all, I feel like it's a stunt to see, like, how high she can get on, like, the celebrity totem pole. Like, really it's a game. Even, I don't even think that she is malicious either. I just No, think I don't that think it's malicious. I just think it's be- yeah. curated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's curated, and I think that she's one of those women who just can't fake not being satisfied. I think that I and I'm like team Michael B. Jordan, and I'm team Lori Harvey. I want Michael B. Jordan to get him an Aisha Curry who wants to get married, and I want yeah. Lori Harvey to have fun and do whatever yeah. she decides that she wants to do, and continue to have fun dating different people and being beautiful. Like the price, things are different when you are. You're successful on your own when yeah. you're beautiful and when you're you're young and rich and famous. Like marriage yeah. doesn't mean the same thing that it could mean to other women because unfortunately, marriage still means stability to a lot of people right now. Shit. So when you are stable, it, it's just like you get married because you you want to and you in love and somebody feels like the one. I think it's if so funny. Those rumors are true. Yeah, if it's true. But also, like, I just think it's so fun that she's just having fun. And, like, it be making niggas so mad. It's so mad. Like, can y'all worry about y'all selves? Yeah. Like, (sighs) child. Anyway, I hope they both are okay. Because the the rumors also said they're both completely heartbroken. And judging by Michael B. Jordan face at that game, he definitely, (laughs) like, he having a rough time. I ain't never seen him look like that. I think he, I think it was allergies. He can call me if he need help, like feeling better. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> he could definitely still call me because I like, I forgot I had a crush on him because he was in a relationship. But, you know, if he like, I really am comfortable being a rebound. And like, she have a good job, Michael. Like she works hard. Yeah. Like, And I want to get married. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. <laughs> like, I'm ready. I'm one of those women where marriage will equal financial security to me. So if that's what you're looking for, I'm here. That's all I'm saying. So let's get into this new iPhone update. A lot of people are criminals. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Apple, what the hell are you doing? It's two peoples in the world. It's two, I said peoples. It's people who think that this update is a good idea and they are terrorists. And there are people like us who just like honesty and and transparency. And we think this update is a bad idea. It's so bad. Why are you letting somebody else edit their 
message. So <laughs> Apple is adding a new feature to its iMessages, allowing people to edit or undo text that they've sent. Mm-mm. That to me is just like, no, it's 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 what it is. Whatever you said. Do you know how many lying, cheating ass niggas are going to abuse this? And they told me something they did it because what if you sent an embarrassing typo? Oh, well. What so you- what? All you could say was, oh, I meant like, because oh, I, I do that all the time. My bad. Like, this is what I'm supposed to say. Like, whatever. But no, like, y'all have to stop. No, this this cannot come out. This cannot. I, they should have did a time. This is, don't, don't. Well, actually, please do still this idea, Apple. I wish that they did this thing where it's like within a five minute time range, you can edit. But anything after that, you can't edit. Do you know, for me, text messages are sacred because they are, you know, receipts. receipts. They are receipts. And sometimes you have to run that receipt. But some people are so manipulative that they will go back and change what they said. So now I'm about to have to have a whole album of screenshots of certain things. And that's making extra work for me when y'all yeah. can just left it alone. Cause I don't like that too. Cause like something like I know for like for instance for me and Ima and like neither one of us would do this, but some people do business when texting each other. Like for instance, we plant the whole show today, and like what we have to do tomorrow. Well, when the show airs through texting today. So like there, I'm pretty sure that there's other people who do the same thing. And what if and everybody is not fortunate enough to have a genuine like you know business partner. But what if somebody unsend something? Yeah, and to, like to important escape. information. Yeah, and will it say edit it or something? Like, will it say edit it and edit it? Cause mean, oh, I just added a period or a comma, versus like I just I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not, and that's why, like, I know people have been begging, myself included, was like, oh, like Twitter need an edit button, but the reason why they won't do that is because, like, why we don't want the edit, and so people can like. Well, people will be able to like manipulate, you know, certain things that they said. So that's why there won't be no edit button for Twitter. I think Twitter did us a favor by allowing more characters. I don't need nothing else from Twitter. Yeah, I I feel like that too. That's it. Like everything else, I feel like the edit, I don't like edits and undos and unsent. Now I like that on Instagram because like Instagram is nobody, I, I mean, people start business in the DMs for sure, but you also know that like you don't do certain things on Instagram because you can unsend stuff and you don't do things on Snap and you don't screenshot on Snapchat because people can see and also think can't be saved like so yeah i feel like text messages and emails are the best way to do it but it looks like emails are going to be the best bet moving forward now because people can unsend i do want to note that all the people who mentioned that they are pro this edit um jerome and kiki are terrorists they're people <laughs> i'm like what do y'all be doing where y'all think that this is a good thing and jerome was like oh because if i get drunk and since i'm crazy i can unsend it no stand on what you did don't you dare unsend it <laughs> what did you say say that because don't play with me like that i feel like if a nigga unsend something the next thing he gonna hear his door is <laughs> It's gonna be yeah, me with a Michael playing. Myers mask on. <laughs> huh? Stop playing. Like, stop playing around. Just. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Stop playing stop around. Playing. Like, be honest. Be, like, stand up. Like, stand be. Up. Just say what, like, I said what I said. 
On the flip side, Apple is also um, being really intentional about being able to like stop uh, sharing for people who like are in things like abusive relationships where people are using uh, like Apple devices to like track people. They Mm -hmm. work with the National Centers for Victims of Crimes to talk about how like their software was being used to like, you know, own people essentially like a lot of abusers were tracking people and controlling things financially but there are some like safety features where you can like um stop all that from happening so mm-hmm. while some of the updates are like a menace's dreams some of the updates are going to be a menace's nightmare so that's the flip side of it all yeah exactly let's get just, into it i'm, I'm sorry, sorry. i'm just thinking about that like just say what you said just say what you said like nigga. no no takes backsies that's how mm-hmm. i feel with text no take backsies like you should no, not no, even no. edit your text message no, you no, said no. it that's it exactly stand up don't fucking play all right so let's get into the sunken place shall we let's go there Lil Nas X is saying fuck BET okay he's right he's correct because BET didn't nominate him in the rap category or the pop category when he's had some of the like damn category he's had two of the biggest singles and two of the best music videos of the, like all year who's doing it like him exactly and like they did i'm not surprised because they did this um with trina too with and the then, female rap category they didn't nominate her so they're notorious for being but haters what, but what i will say is that like i'm not gonna lie that year that trina I, am i wrong that that year that trina didn't get nominated like it was I feel like they should have nominated her because outside of Nicki Minaj at that time, none of those women were ringing bells like that. So it was yeah. like, it should have been Trina. But also I'm like, what project did Trina do that was just like so earth shattering? Again, they still should have gave it to her. But to yeah. me, it feels even more like a slight with Lil Nas X because I'm oh, looking at sure. video of the year, Family Ties. Never seen that video. Have Mercy by Chloe. Yes, I have seen that video. Kiss Me More, Doja Cat, and SZA, to be expected. Pressure, yeah. Ari Lennox. That, was, that video was, the song was great, but the video, we don't know that video. Smoking out the window, great song, video. I don't know, and way too sexy. Absolutely deserves to be there, but I feel like y'all should have one hundred percent replaced uh pressure with Lil Nas. Anything Lil Nas X? Yeah, like I'm sorry, what? And then I'm looking now at the best rep, uh, best male hip hop artist, Drake. Okay, to be expected. Future, sure, why not? J Cole, huh? What the hell has he done recently? Yeah, like all I know that he was on that song London with Bia. Exactly. Jack Harlow. Okay. This nigga is literally white. He's white, but he has been putting in work. So I'm like, they have made Justin Bieber and Justin Timberlake and Robin Thicke win in the past. So I feel like he's in Eminem. So he's been, I feel like, although he's white, he still has done more than J. Cole. That's exactly. <laughs> Black people too friendly. Huh. Kanye West. What has he done besides terrorize his family? <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, didn't he just drop his just album dropped. like two days ago? And then Lil Baby, who has been working his ass off. But is. I feel like, again, Lil Nas X deserves it. And then we talk about like best pop uh, artists. Let's see who's in that category. Um, best male R&B slash pop artist. We have, I think his name's Blessed. He's been working, but I feel like he's been mostly featured on things. Chris Brown. 
Excuse what me. The fuck? Run it? Uh-huh. What y'all what's he in here for? Run it? <laughs> Popping? <laughs> what BT is obsessed with Chris Brown. They said, I don't care who asked he be, he gonna get in he gonna be nominated for something. They uh Gibeon, is obsessed with him. He deserves Gibeon. it. That's lucky day. He been in, yeah, he deserves it. The weekend, I know he released the project. Wizkid been working hard in blue. Don't know who it is, but I know the youngins like him. But again, none of these people can hold a fucking match up to Lil Nas X or Santana. Okay? Yeah, neither one of them. They <laughs> neither can't. Neither one of them. Y'all fucking tripping. Like, y'all, Ooh. they, I don't care. Like, okay, Jack Carlo worked hard. They should have, if it was about, like, numbers, like, oh, there can only be, like, seven people in one category. They should have replaced little, um him with Lil Nas X. How like, long, I'm about to say, if it came down to it, like, I just feel like they did, they've done this to Tyler, the creator, too. It's yeah. about being black and queer, but it's also about being black and alternative. Yeah. And I think that it feeds into this narrative that if you're not black in a certain type of way, you won't be celebrated by your community. Mm-hmm. And that I hate because Same. I think that that's why Black or Brunch is so important to us. And while we created this space because we were the little lives exes and the Tyler, the creators in school in our neighborhoods like not to be dramatic or anything but it's just like we're black people or in any way are not celebrated even though we are more funny and more creative mm-hmm. than the other fucking people yeah but it's like that people would rather uplift toxic folks they would mm-hmm. rather uplift p- people who have rep- bad reputations who aren't even their race before yes. they rep- <laughs> who have before they like lift up somebody who is queer who is different who was plus size and i'm just like that is actually bananas to me it's insane. Like it's it's insane. And that's exactly why like as a, you know, community, like I know it's not technically a community, but as black people, like, we that's why people will like continue to not respect us because y'all too fucking friendly. Not me. But y'all we get on this show all the time and be like, I mean, if you listen to it and you white or you non black and you fuck with it, cool. But this show is for us. This shit is for us. Like someone right. said. And like BT is I'm like that's to me that's like no that's like no backbone type of thing like nobody like it's the country music awards don't even be wanting to nominate niggas Mm-mm. like even if like you gotta be Beyonce Daddy, and yeah, Lil Nas X did they um I don't think they did they, not they no, did she performed on there oh yeah she did I don't perform. think that they no I don't think they nominated her for so, anything yeah. and I think and when they did nominate Lil Nas X for something they damn near uh killed them. So, like, y'all too damn friendly. It's a joke. Like, fuck you. That's how I feel. But that's the thing. What I'm saying is, like, well, who does Lil Nas X get embraced by? Because he he faced all that backlash from, from the country community, a.k.a. white people. And now he's not being embraced by his own community. And I just feel like that's so fucked up. But because he is him, he's releasing a diss track. <laughs> To, to BT and he wrote on Twitter um, what it says what have you put out don't use the gay shit as an excuse don't nobody care no more that's what somebody wrote to him he said I don't know maybe three of the biggest songs of last year in a critically acclaimed album Sunny T I feel that should have helped me a lot 
Thank you, BET, and outstanding zero nominations again. Black excellence. Not even that. Don't even have to be me nominated. I just feel like black, black gay people have to fight to be seen in the world. And even when we make it to the top, motherfuckers try to pretend we are invisible. And he started a song and he was saying, fuck BT. And so people are anticipating that that's the name of it. And like, I remember Tyler, the creator said the same thing. And I'm still, I'm laughing because Tyler, the creator was on Twitter roasting the BT awards <laughs> the entire time. And he was saying that like, he didn't get invited because he didn't wear leather outfits. With <laughs> And then all these, and then everybody kept sharing screenshots of all these celebrities wearing. It was back when the leather trend was in, like leather joggers with a leather tee, and so many people were wearing that outfit that I just was like, "Yo, that's one hundred percent why he didn't get, you know, invited." But then you fast forward, and it's just like Tyler, the creator, is has outgrown the BET Awards, and this is why the BET Awards will never be something that is like super acclaimed it's not because it's a black thing but it's because it's a niggerish thing mm -hmm. they decide to be niggerish on their own and yeah mm -hmm. shout out to little not this will forever be a little nas x uh fan podcast yeah like even if i don't listen to his albums because i feel like i'm a little like i feel like i'm a little old um i still fuck with him and i support him Perfect. so that's, that's it yeah that's it that's Bottom black ass line, baby. <sighs> yes, indeed. All right. Now let's get into this common sense, shall we? Let's get there. All right. So this week, you know, in honor of our birthday, in honor of, of us being a Gemini podcast, <laughs> we just want to talk about like um, podcast ups and downs because um, we have been grateful enough to have been told by people that we inspired them to want to start podcasts mm -hmm. shout out to all the people who have created podcasts um and and are are doing well specifically shout out to deandra and natasha who are our sisters and shout out yes. to jerome who's doing a big all the other folks you know just so many fantastic podcasts and we are partners in this and what does what that mean we want more of y'all to start podcasts because mm -hmm. this is no competition people it's, it's no such we're not a monolith there's so many different voices that matter and perspectives and that's one thing that i think that's the biggest takeaway from starting a podcast so we just want to talk about some podcast ups and downs mm -hmm. so for me i would say the ups is um it's very therapeutic like there have been times that both of us, like even today, like I'm very exhausted. I know Iman has headed up to here with everything. Oh and um, so like we, you know, necessarily don't always feel like it. But when we get on here and we talk, it becomes like very therapeutic. I could count on one hand that like there's been times that we did this and we got off and we haven't been fulfilled. And I think that's honestly like one time. Mm -hmm. Um, But like it's always therapeutic um also i feel like for me personally it has made me more confident in my voice um i feel like it's good to just like even though obviously we do the show together i feel like sometimes when i'm like talking here i'm talking things out with like myself because like i don't the conversations that we have here are not necessarily conversations that i just randomly have you know every day yes. 
Um, yes. So it's very good to also have this space to just like, you know, talk my shit. Also, like, since this is my show, our show, we can talk about like, there'll be sometimes where Iman will be like, oh, I had a bad day at work. Let's talk about this in common senses. Or like, I'll have a bad day. I'm like, let's talk about this in common senses. Like, we can talk about literally whatever we want. Um, So I feel like that's a, a, also like, I feel like in the past year, I have gotten more confident with like being like, this is like our business mm. and like the like calling shots and stuff like that. I have feel like more comfortable doing that. Um, so that is a, a up. I feel like the downs is um that obviously since we are, I mean, we're doing this for five years, and I feel like with podcasts, what I've noticed, um, mainly using the read um as an example, um, like year five is like when opportunities start coming, where um, you know, you start getting like income from podcasts and stuff I feel like that's the only like downside is just like we do this because we love it and we feel like we started it and we will finish this shit like Mm -hmm. we it's not even like being like you know money is a motive it's like uh we are literally doing this because we want to and we see the bigger picture so we're working to get to the bigger picture um and this also has nothing to do with the podcast necessarily, but like the down is the fact that we both, um, I mean, I just started working again, but like we both work. So we have to find time to fit this in. Cause I'm talking like, for instance, like when, you know, do graphics or like updating the social media and stuff like that and like making sure the episode was uploaded correctly and stuff like that or there's times where you know that it might have not been because we literally i'm talking about like from me iman to eric we all work Mm. so it's like that's the only i would say the down because it's not full time for us at the moment but that's the i feel like one of the downs yeah no i agree 100 percent um for me, the ups is the freeness. I feel like freedom means something different to me now than what yeah. it had meant before. Because I think I spent my whole life, like I mentioned this last podcast, like I spent my whole life wanting to work for Seventeen Magazine, E Magazine, but always being afraid that like my more rebellious side didn't fit into a mold. And then it's just like the freedom that you get to break the mold and show up as yourself and realize that being myself is way more important and it's way more necessary than being that watered down version of myself. Mm-hmm. Like people depend on me to be unfiltered. Like that's how we start to really, really um, unpack racism. Mm-hmm. When we are able to show up as ourselves and not believe that our culture is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like black or brunch has given me that voice that freedom and like you said like you don't have these conversations every day and like I was like super existentially depressed after college when you like have all these discussions like your professor is going to present you with a case study yes and you have really 
deep discussions and your cup is filled. And mm-hmm. then you go back, go into work and nobody wants to have these conversations. Yep. No, People I want agree. to talk about where they're going to vacation at the shore. They're going to talk about like, you know, who won the game. And then <laughs> if you are one of those people who likes to have those conversations, you don't have it. So it was very empowering and, and freeing to feel like we don't have to wait for nobody else to have these conversations. We're going to have them ourselves. And to know that like with our own two motherfucking hands, this is what we've built. And nobody can take it away from us in this world. Like mm-hmm. that is something really invigorating about that process. Um, And up is the community too. I love community. I'm inspired by people. I feel like I like to do things for myself, but once I find out that it helps somebody else, that's when it's just like, oh no, no, no. I want to do like, I will never forget like some of the messages that some people have sent us about feeling seen, especially black trans women. Like mm-hmm. I want to make sure that people feel comfortable when they listen to us. I don't want nobody to walk. I know that it's a, it's not a hundred percent chance that everybody going to listen and feel like I like it. Like I, people have literally left like reviews, like not for me and that's fine. But then the people say it is for them. That's good. When mm-hmm. you say you, we made you feel seen, we made you feel safe. You hate yourself some days, but you thank you for seeing me because no, we all need that. Like we all need that. And that community is very important. Like doing the black girl brunch give back. That's very important. Like mm-hmm. prior to like, when we were first getting started, we were, we were like working with entrepreneurs and going to festivals and networks and reaching out to people. And we still do that, but just in a different capacity. And that, that fills my cup up because I'm like, yo, we doing this. Like we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's up. Um, also realizing that I'm not a salesperson. That's a up. Like when we were doing merch, we both did not like it. And it's not to say we will never do merch again, but it's just like, it's something that is, is good to know about yourself is that I do not get inspired by selling and making money in that way. I get inspired by creating and Mm -hmm. knowing that about yourself is a really good thing because it's not that you can't make money from creating, but it's just like why you fall into the same trap of working for someone else. If you just do shit because you feel like you have to versus because you want to. So that was really, really great to learn. And another up is like realizing like your friendship is first. If it ever, I know in my gut, if it ever get to a point where me and Sabrina's friendship is at risk because of this podcast, the podcast will go. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. And I think that that's, that's a podcast up for me. Like I know that I value my friendship more than I value any project, any, and I'm, I'm fortunate that I know we both on that same page where we care about this, but it is number two. Like yes. that's, that's, I think, the key. Like mm-hmm. You cannot sacrifice your relationships for the sake of a podcast, especially if you decide to do it with a friend. Yes. That being said, when you do decide to do something with someone else, know that it can't be your way all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's, But that's an up because yeah. now this is something that is shared. So if you're not one of those people who, like say you got an idea for what exactly what you want your podcast to be, do it alone. Because mm-hmm. I feel like with this podcast every day, it's becoming something new because I'm not doing it alone because, you know, and, but I do realize now after working with Sabria that if there's something I have this creative vision about and I'm it's to the point where I don't want to give in, I know now you can't, that's not there. You can't do something with someone else and have this idea of like my way or the highway. It's not fair. It's not right. And I think that learning how to be a good teammate and collaborator is just like something that's going to 
it's going to be useful for the rest of your life. Yes. And it's also good to know that like, we're not cutthroat people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're just not cutthroat in that way. It's never Mm -hmm. worth it. It's never worth it. So that's a up being able to get through five years and things aren't always necessarily the best. We get frustrated. We talk it out and we move the fuck on and give each other the grace to improve on whatever we said that was the problem. That's just, that's important. Um, the bad, the downs is the bandwidth and being tired. We be the yeah. fuck tired. <laughs> we be sleepy as shit. Like there are times where, like <laughs> we both got blankies on, like right now, <laughs> just to put things in the perspective. Sabria was just talking about I'm gonna have to spend the night at your house next week, but I feel like we getting this shit out the muscle. So it's like yeah. to the point where opportunities come. I'm like, period. You yeah, b- bitch. Yeah, give us more money. Give us something. <laughs> give us more money and opportunities because we be killing ourselves to get this done. So that's yes. the thing. Do not start something without the expectation of doing it on your bad days. Like, think about mm-hmm. that. Like, it's very easy to do it when it's a juicy week, like that week where Will Smith and Chris Rock slapped each other. <laughs> Man, that was a good, that was fun. But yeah. then what about the time when you have a terrible day at work and an and it's raining and you don't feel good and you're dealing with personal things and you're depressed and you're gaining weight and you're breaking out and your hair need to be washed and you ain't cooking <laughs> no dinner and you got to work out in the morning and you still got to do it. And you yes. know, and again, this is extended to Eric too, because like we don't talk about Eric as much because now he puts himself on mute and like, you know, we don't include him. You don't hear him as much, but he's still very much here for with us too. And we yes. all work full-time jobs. We all have lives. We all have heavy lives. We are all hood niggas trying to make it out <laughs> and it comes with the, the things come with that so like that's mm-hmm. a down um and it could potentially put stress on your friendship anytime like i feel like we have to have a difficult conversation i you know that's something to think about when you're getting into a podcast with a friend it's inevitable that's a down but again if you have a strong foundation and if you're not only open to giving tough advice, but you're open to receiving it without taking it personal, without taking it as a tech, completely separating it from your friendship and just know when do you talk objectively. And it's not about no feelings. It's just about, Hey, this is the problem. Here's the solution and being able to move on. But I think that that's, I'm, I'm grateful for that. That's a down, but I'm so grateful for that because in all relationships, you're going to have to learn to, to express yourself Mm-hmm. When you're frustrated, you're going to have to learn to forgive and you're going to have to learn how to be forgiven because people think it's hard to forgive. It's actually really hard when you do the bad thing and you got to wonder if you are being forgiven. It's all yep. hard, but there's no relationship in your life. Parents, siblings, friends, partner, employer, you have to learn to do this. And I think that that's the faith. That's what I'm most grateful for right now. Um, And also the rough part is feeling like things that you said will harm you. You know, like, I feel like I do believe in honesty. I think this is a space for honesty. Like we need Mm -hmm. to be bold, but we also got to be careful because certain things you could say can get in the way of like your nine to five. Like somebody recently asked me, do you put your podcast on your resume these days? Absolutely. Because I need people to know who I am. I'm not hiding the fucking mask off. That's what the theme is for the year. But with that being said, do I get scared? When I my director know I have a podcast called Black Girl Brunch and nigga is the word that we use most according to our friend AJ, friend of the show. Yes, I do get scared, but it's like the tough side is that like living unapologetically ain't easy, but it feels good. 
It really exactly. Did. Exactly. And I'm not going to kill, like, I'm not going to kill myself over this, whatever this is. <laughs> that's how I feel. This is the bread and butter. And I think that's also like a hard part is staying focused, staying the course when you don't get rewarded instantly because we are year five and we're just getting these like sponsorships and things. And that's not to talk about the fact that for the first two, three years, we were killing ourselves reaching out. Yes. And it wasn't, and, and no, nobody responded. Like mm-hmm. if we talked about how many times we reached out, I still be reaching out to people. I'm, if y'all saw my DMs, you'd be like, bitch, are you crazy? <laughs> I'll be reaching out. I'll reach out to Oprah like, hey, you want to be on Black Girl Brunch? I'll just DM her randomly because I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Why not? I'll be DMing Ivy Park like, when we going to get our package? <laughs> just to see. But like the thing is, the 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 facts are all the opportunities have come to us. And yes. almost none of what the outreach has led to anything. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Because it seemed like as soon as we put our like personal emails in like um the bios from because we both have business accounts on Instagram, like people have been reaching out. Like, not, like sometimes people will reach out to eat because email posts mo- more on Instagram. Some people will post out, will reach out to Iman on behalf of the both of us. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, that's a, yeah. like, things are starting to pick up. It's so wild. I recently was talking to somebody and I was like, t- cause you know, we both do our own thing. And I was like, Hey, I love the partner. And the person said, yes, I would love for you and Sabria to come. I'm like, how you know Sabria? Like we just started <laughs> following each other, but it's because as soon as you say you do a podcast, they'll go check. And I'm like, Oh, I was reaching out for something. But a lot of times people want that package deal. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really great to like, see that that's happening. And it's exciting. And I feel like whenever I'm sad, I just try to be really thankful about that progress because it's like, you just got to look at how far you've come. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important to know if you like starting a podcast is like, you, you got to be a long distance runner and Mm -hmm. be willing to like wait this shit out. Cause like Mm -hmm. we have put out way more money than we've received so far, but you have to believe in yourself and invest in yourself. Who else going to invest? If you're not willing to invest in you, why should anyone else be willing to invest in you? We don't have no money like that. We don't come from money. We are trying to create the generational wealth like as Mm -hmm. we speak you know so it's just like being being able to invest in ourselves feels like every time people anytime we get an advertisement all right i've got my lick back because like now (laughs) we have invested so much that it feels like yeah thank you you know somebody of course we appreciate it and another thing i will say is if you're going to start a podcast if you want to like do that try to be as niche as possible. Do not try to be for everybody. It's so wild. When we were thinking about naming this podcast, like Black Girl Brunch, I was like, should we just name it Brunch? Like, would that be cute? Because at the time, like saying Black anything felt like a curse word. This was before like Black Lives Matter was the way it was now. And as a matter of fact, Black Lives Matter, they was trying to associate that with being a terrorist group. Yeah. So it's like saying Black Girl Brunch felt like political in a way. And I can admit that I was scared. And I remember Sabrina was like, no, we for Black girls. And I'm like, all right, period. Like we for Black girls. That's what we're for. We need people to know it. And also try not, I know Black people, we love to spell things different. Differently. resist <laughs> the urge resist it just smell yes. it out the clear way if possible unless yes. it's like super it's like a clever play that could be like simply you and could be marketable but 
try to like spell things out the the clear way. We recently were sp- speaking to someone who wanted to like partner with us. And I ask, I always ask people, how did you find us? So that I can know what to keep doing. And they mentioned, I simply searched black girl podcast because niche marketing is in right now. And we yes. found y'all. So that's it. So be hashtagging black girl podcast. Be if if you are a black therapist, be hashtagging black therapist. Try to include black therapists in your name and your SEO, all those things. Because when people are looking for folks to give opportunities to, they want to they 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 need to make it easier to sift through the noise. Like yeah, because as a consumer, that's how I search things as well. Yeah, when I need to like search a stylist, I search hashtag Philly Braider, yep. hashtag. Philly nails, hashtag Philly restaurant. And Mm -hmm. in that way, like advertisers are are also looking in that way too. People who want to partner with you, um, they actually have software these days that will bring up the people who have the highest ranking in hashtags. It's crazy, like through social listening tools. So if possible, set yourself up for success, unless you have a name that's just like your heart is set on it and there's a reason behind it. But just think like niche marketing is kind of back. It was dead for a minute because of globalization, but now people realize the best way to, there's a lot of, it's a lot of money in period in black people. It's a lot of money in marginalized communities. So mm-hmm. people try to now reach out to us. Um, so making sure that you are like naming yourself is is really impactful. Yep, it's true. Um, things to know about podcasting. Anything else do we ha- we have? Um, no, I feel like you said it. That's key for. The things to know about podcasts. Also, like, again, like the niche thing. And also try not to follow trends. Like, I know, like, um, true crime is like a thing that's like, you know, going. if you're not passionate about what you're speaking about, people don't, is not going to listen. Because that happened when I tried to listen to a podcast where I think I mentioned it. It's two different people. And like, again, me and Iman don't always agree on something. But I don't make Iman sound stupid when I don't agree with her and she don't do the same thing to me. So if you are starting a podcast with somebody and y'all don't agree to the point where you think what they believe in is stupid, don't start it. Mm -hmm. Because that's not enjoyable to listen to. It's like very painful, if you will. So don't do that. Relationship podcasts. Yeah. We do not care about a hundred dollar dates so he don't care she don't care (laughs) they don't care nobody cares it's done y'all beating a dead horse please and that horse is is dead there are some relationship podcasts that i really do like like what's the name of the podcast it's like two women two black women damn moms Is, is it badass moms I feel like I heard you mention this. Before. Good moms, bad choices. That's the That's name of the podcast. I've been really liking the fact that they just bring people on to to share different things. Like they le- recently brought in like what's her name? They called her Superhead, but her real name is Corinne. Corinne Steffens. Corinne Steffens, and who mm-hmm. has really, really been sharing some insightful things recently. Like she has been talking a lot about her trauma and how it's like manifested, all these cool things. So that's great. I love their setup. Um, they do like retreats and stuff like that. Interesting take on a relationship podcast. Um, polyamory. Just 
interesting takes. Like the thing is, they're not inserting their opinion. They're simply interviewing other people who are having these experiences, which is great. And also, I love we met at Acme. Like I love. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lindsay who, um, yeah. you know, interviewed us and was so like great with letting us know about sponsorship shit is great. Also, I will say again, build a community with other podcasters. This should not a competition because the thing is Mm -hmm. people can, they, they got like a 40 hour work week, right? Most people do. And then some people listen to podcasts while they clean, while they go to the gym, while they food shop, all these things. It, there is such a huge market. We are not competitors like in any way. I don't feel like it. I feel like if you listen to the read, you are more likely to listen to me. You are Mm -hmm. more likely to listen to other folks similar to me. There's, it's not the same competition that comes with other industries. So I think another thing would be to make sure you are connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. And our final question is about like where we see ourselves in the next five years. I would like to see both of us in a writer's room somewhere. Um, Cause we both have things that we want to get off our chest, you know? Um, so hoping that this brings us there also building um, black girl brunch into like um, something bigger. Like if we could have like maybe um, rec center in Philly for like girls, um, or like just femmes in general. Like if we could do like, have like a safe place for femmes. Like I know, um, like myself and Iman want to eventually give back to the community. So, um, I would like to see us in the writer's room, giving back to the community. I would like for us to be doing this full time. Like this be our soul, like bread and butter. That is like such a dream. Um, also, more guests and like people that we admire like people that we have looked up to that would be such an amazing thing to be able to like interview them um and bring them into our world and I just want like always like more people to just um find us because I feel like we and I'm being biased I guess because it's me but no Actually, I'm not because ever since me and Iman were kids, my dad always said that we both had the gift of the gab. And when we talk, people want to listen. So I feel like our voice is very important. Um, and I want more people to hear us. Like, I'll never forget. I remember somebody said they like listening to us because the way we talk, like the cadence, like, like this is not shitting on people, you know, that talk proper or anything like that. But not it's very girls is what they yeah, say. Yeah, we're not volley girls. And that is so important to I feel I feel like that's exactly why I love people like the city girls, Santana. Like because I feel like the our voices like are very important to be heard. Um, because a lot of times people don't think we have important things to say because of the cadence of like, you know, how we speak or like how we have different takes on things. So like, I just want more people to, you know, hear about us. So yeah, that's the hope for the next five years. I love that. I love all of that, especially the part about um us becoming more like a, a nonprofit. Again, I mentioned we are not seller, sellers. We are lovers. We are advocators. We are people who care about making differences. And we are disruptors, honestly. Like mm-hmm. I am very much at my wit's end with how a lot of things are going. I know you are too. And I feel like as soon as I, I just want to know 
what kind of change could be made? Because it's like when you had a heart for it, it's one thing, but when you have the money, the funds, the backing, mm-hmm. what kind of change can you make? And I would love to do like some really intentional work with like safe spaces and creative spaces for femmes. Because I think that even, I didn't know how like much being a creative has saved me. Like, I think that I have for a, a very long time lived in TV world and ignored reality to keep myself safe. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do that. They dive into arts, they dive into sports, they dive into so many different things to keep themselves safe. And I had a lot of adults who helped me growing up. So I would love to do that for like other people and just partner in those ways. Um, Also, I want us to both grow and learn about ourselves more. I think that that's the gift of being a creative is that you get to talk things out. You get to learn. You get to be more confident. You get to be stronger. You get to stand. I think we're big women, you know, and I think that we didn't we don't necessarily want to be bigger than other people, but we're big women. And I want us to see, I want to see us own that more and fully and completely. Um, I want us to create opportunities that don't already exist. Mm -hmm. Like um, there are so many things happening that sometimes you can't even apply to your dream job because it don't exist yet. And that's what I want for us. I want us, our dream job. I want our next step to be something that we can't imagine. Like for example, versus like versus wouldn't have made sense before 2020 because the pandemic, had to happen we all had to be home we all had to be on instagram live to even know that we needed that and that's how i feel about our podcast i want us to be in a writer's room for sure but i also want us to do that thing that hasn't even been been done yet and there's so much opportunity because that's the only benefit of being like alive right now during these super unprecedented unprecedented times where so much is changing right before our eyes and unraveling and so much new spaces is coming i just want us to be in a position where we can play ball and i want us to be making some bread because it's not just about us we have families we have friends we have things we want to support we want to have beautiful lives we want to live and that's what i want for us in the next five years and more importantly i just want us to be able to be happy and in full creative control like that's honestly that's it in addition to everything you said yes i agree with everything you said yeah um so thank you all like honestly past five years have been uh, such a roller coaster, but I'm I feel so blessed. Like I know Sabria feels so blessed. Thank you, mm-hmm. Eric, for always riding with us and for never really, you know, giving us too much of a hard time when we have those days where we have to cancel last minute or when we run over. Yes. And giving us the constructive feedback and working with us. I feel like he does a lot to like support us in those ways and just doesn't really like just been along been along for the ride with us this entire time and it's just yeah. a very silent force and we really really do appreciate you and all the work that you do and how you accommodate us um thank you to blacker brunch quotes thank you to rex thank you it's just so many people that really make <laughs> us feel amazing um and we're excited to continue to grow and again if you want some more of us that Patreon, that's what it's there for. You can yes. hit us up on Patreon, check the socials, follow us on Instagram to learn about the Patreon at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Um, hit us up in the emails if you have some questions and be sure to tap in next week for our 200th episode. We yes. are going to have a fun show for yes. you all. It's, it's going to be a different style too. Yes. It's going to be so excited. I cannot wait. Um, 
So yeah, y'all, happy birthday to us. Um, follow me on Instagram at Imamate. Follow me on Twitter at It's Mate Sabria. And follow me at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Also, one more thank you, um, for, you know, friends of the show, Ryan and Peter, because they have traveled out the country and have told people to listen to our podcast, like oh literally outside of America. So yeah, we really appreciate that. Um, I love and miss you both. I love you, Ryan. I love you, Peter. I miss y'all both so much. I hate that y'all left Philly, but I also love that y'all left Philly. <laughs> yeah, she's got beef. But thank y'all again, and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Peace.